This episode is brought to you by Dance Zone Performing Arts Center. Dance Zone Performing Arts Center is an independently owned and operated school for dancers with the passion to excel in a caring and nurturing environment. With over 30 years of professional dance experience, Dance Zone Performing Arts Center takes pride in offering high-quality dance education, award-winning choreography, and many opportunities to showcase their talents in the community and around the world. Dance Zone Performing Arts Center has high-energy classes offering students ages 2 and up. Top-level training from dance professionals. Students learn through the best positive reinforcement and they work to build outstanding dancers in mind, body, and spirit. Excellent technique classes, performance, and competition opportunities allow students to develop into strong, confident dancers. Dance Zone is located in Elmsdale, Nova Scotia and is currently taking registration for fall programs starting in early September. For more information, please go to dancezone.ca. And all right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast, wherever you are tuning in from. Just know that we do truly appreciate it. All right, so here on the High Button Podcast, we have Brandon Prust as our guest. If you don't know who Brandon Prust is, go to HockeyDB, look him up. Guy's an absolute stud, played 486 games in the NHL, played for the Vancouver Canucks, Montreal Canadiens, New York Rangers, Calgary Flames, Phoenix Coyotes. The guy knows what he's talking about when it comes to the game of hockey in the NHL. We're going to talk to Brandon, see how his summer's going, see what he learned from his time in the NHL and what he is up to now. Myself, Justin Belanger, and Matthew Dudelay are going to be here doing this podcast. We're excited to talk to Brandon. You know what comes next. Here we go. And all right, we are rolling. All right, so Prusty, thank you for joining us here on the High Button Prod Podcast. Appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. No problem, boys. Um, so yeah, it's cool if we call you Prusty. Prusty's good. That's what uh, most people call me. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> my, my buddies, most most of the guys anyway. Not not too many girls call me that, but. Uh, <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, more more. I think more girls are excited for this podcast than the guys are. As soon as I announced it yesterday, my DMs were blowing up of girls about the reality show. So we got to help them out too. <laughs> yeah, they probably uh, they probably wanted to hear MP uh, more than me. I get that uh, I get that a lot lately. I'll be out I'll be out and about, and girls will come out to me, and they'll just be like, uh, "Is your wife around?" <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It's a trick question at all times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, how's the summer been? What have you What have you been up to? Uh, yeah, this summer. Uh, summer's been good. Uh, you know, I've been busy. I traveled around uh, a bit, mostly just some golf trips. Um, had my uh, my foundation um, golf tournament, and uh, we had a good night. We had a David Faraday event where he did kind of his stand up show and. Uh, then my golf tournament, so we raised about two hundred fifty thousand dollars for wow. uh, Prusty wow. for kids, and um, I also, you know, got uh, married again to Marie Pierre. We we did a wedding last year in London, and we just did another one up in uh, in Point of Gambook, uh, which is a small town up in kind of northern Quebec. So it's been a busy summer. That's unreal. Two marriages, eh? Is that is that yeah. double the commitment now, or is it the same thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we might just we might just do it every uh, every summer, just go somewhere different. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess that's just the uh, the Quebec Ontario thing now. But yeah, we did that. You know, we just we did a small one last year. This year was just kind of supposed to do. We we're just going to do a little reception in Quebec, uh, you know, for family, and you know, do a little pig roast. It just turned into a full blown full blown another wedding. So actually. 
way bigger than the first one. So um, most people get married twice to different people, but uh, for us, uh, we just remarried each other. Yeah, you just the key is just to redo your vows every single year, and then you can just get a great yeah, party every single year. Yeah, yeah, we may as well. I'm, I'm trying to trying to work in Vegas for next year's trip. My buddy's getting married next year, and we're think we're between Boston and Vegas for the uh, for the bachelor party. So we don't, we got to figure it out. What would you recommend? Obviously Vegas, but well, I I, I, I love Vegas. Um, Boston's a great city too. Uh, the only thing with Vegas is I, it's really it's it's really expensive. Like you know, just you go there and you you come home with no money in your pockets, <laughs> and you're like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> It's like the movie The Hangover, pretty accurate. Vegas is Vegas, and it's a lot of fun, but uh, depending on what what buddies you're rolling with and what your budget is, uh, that's kind of the the big difference. All right, good to know. It's sounding like Boston then, because we're all broke right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, exactly, yeah. Boston's going to be a little little safer for you. Sounds good. All right, well, let's jump into some some hockey talk here, man. So essentially, like, people wanted to know how the connection was made between – us and you and it was the Liam O'Brien uh, podcast we did in the fight um, yeah. so it's, it's kind of a two-part question to start it off one I just want to talk to you about uh, your first NHL game you were playing for Calgary it was against Detroit if you remember anything uh, anything funny that happened that day anything in particular um, I remember uh, well one it being in Detroit I was close to my hometown so I had a lot it was really cool that I had lots of family and friends there uh, to check out my first game, that was that was pretty exciting. Um, I remember uh, kind of slashing. Uh, Hasek was a goalie, and uh, <laughs> I remember kind of going kind of going to the net hard. And I, you know, I just wanted to make a, give him a little jab. And uh, Chris, there's a picture with uh, Chris Chelios and someone else, and them basically grabbing me to get me off Hasek. And uh, so that's kind of one thing I, I remember. And I remember having a couple good sh- good shifts. As, You want to talk about sending a message in your first NHL game, getting right in the Dominator's face. I mean, that's going to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I wanted to kind of muck it up, but they didn't really have they didn't really have anybody tough there for me to to kind of go after. So I mean, that was kind of Detroit. I never really had. I can just too crazy tough, so I couldn't really get in a fight. But I tried to start one. That's for sure. <laughs> I can just picture him flopping as soon as you touched him. Oh yeah, he was already. <laughs> That's sick. That's a good memory for sure. But yeah, do you remember the fight with uh, Liam O'Brien? Because that was his first NHL game, yeah. and he says that was his first memory was fighting you. So do you remember the fight and how it went down? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, and uh, I re- when you guys uh, played the video, I, I don't think I kind of – I think I watched the video after, maybe a, you know, a couple days after on YouTube. Yeah. But I haven't seen it, uh, I haven't seen it since then. So when you guys posted that up on uh, your, your Insta um, – kind of brought back some memories but yeah I remember I, I remember kind of scouting them before the game I would always, I would always scout who the tough guys were and I, I'd watch um, kind of how they fought and, and their tendencies so I remember watching before the game kind of like you know, I, I knew that he was uh, you know a tough kid so um, I, I watched some of his uh, his videos um, from 
I think either minors or junior or something, just to kind of see how he fought. And if, if something did happen, I would kind of know how to fight him. So, um, and then sure enough, you know, early on in the game, you know, he comes, uh, you know, he's barreling. Or I think it might have been me. Was it me that hit somebody and he came out three or? No, I, I think I think. <laughs> I forget how it. I think he hit someone. Or no, maybe it was you. Yeah, or no, it was, it was, Mar- no, Mar- I, yeah, it was someone else on your I team that I, hit. Yeah. Yeah, I think I kind of maybe came flying in uh, to hit a defenseman, and and then he came down. But uh, yeah, we had a good fight. Uh, he was a, he was a tough kid, so um, you know we had a we had a pretty good tussle. That's awesome. It's happy to hear. I'm happy to hear that from your perspective and his too. That's kind of cool. Oh, you know what happened? I just seen it here. It's uh, you and someone else double teamed a guy, I think, and he just kind of—I yeah. guess that must have been his opportunity to jump in. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we were both kind of wait to wait to see who uh, who was going to run somebody. But uh, you know, I definitely uh, did my uh, little bit of scouting on him because uh, you know, for me, whenever I didn't know too much about someone, I, I would always make sure that I. I knew if someone threw rights or lefts or how smart. switched up and stuff like that. So I feel like a lot of guys say the same thing. They want to, You want to do your homework going in so you're not blindfolded, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, get, uh, you get beat up a couple of times when you're young and uh, you don't want to make that same mistake again. So uh, Tough way to learn. You know, was, yeah, you got to learn. The, <laughs> you, usually, you usually learn the hard ways. Uh, yeah. So um. I want to talk about some of the rinks or some of the teams that you played for, some of the two heavily uh, media-sided teams, Montreal and New York. The first team you played for uh, that was, you know, a, a top six, what are they called, the original six team, New yeah. York. Um, what was it like? A lot of people say when, like, when you play for the Rangers, there's so much to do outside of the rink because obviously it's New York, heavily packed uh, entertaining city. What did you do outside of the rink uh, when you just weren't playing hockey? New York was my my favorite city. Um, Unreal. I, I just uh, Manhattan. I live right in Manhattan. Sick. Um, you know, I, I love uh, I love eating out. You know, I'm a big foodie. I love trying new restaurants and um, you know, a little bar. Like unique. New York was so so unique, right? So you you could go into um, a restaurant. They don't even have signs on the front. It's all just kind of word of mouth. Or Speak you easy. Know about this place, and you just you go into this place and it's some of the best food you've ever had or even little little bars like uh speakeasies yeah that uh, are amazing so that was kind of a that's what i loved about new york there's always so much to do and uh i love the um the big city feel and uh, you know it's not like you're living in you know times square where it's total chaos we lived in kind of areas that were very you know where all the locals the manhattan locals would live right so yeah um quieter areas and um yeah i i loved it so for me it was it was kind of just going out eating out you know i don't, I don't think i made one meal when i lived in new york so <laughs> constantly you know and trying different restaurants and different food i don't blame you best food in the world there i got a question yeah. on the same new york uh the same new york note uh th- this guy's one of my favorite players of all time uh sean avery so what was he like as a teammate uh, i'm sure a lot of people probably are wondering the same thing yeah, you know what? I had a great relationship with Sean, and um, I still stay in touch with him. And um, that's sick. you know, I, I, I uh, you know read his book, and so I I, I like Sean. I, I know he uh, you know has a bad rap in in, in some degree, um, but for me, I I had a good relationship with him and hung out with him a bunch. So um, 
he's definitely uh, an entertaining and unique uh, character for sure, but uh, he was a good guy. I feel like he's under that category of uh, you love to have him, but you hate to play against him kind of thing. So, I mean, obviously you played with him yeah. and you have a special bond, so that's it's different too. So I just wanted to hear from your point of view, which is good. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of guys like that, right? Guys that uh, you definitely <laughs> yeah. hate, uh, hate playing against, uh, but if they're on your side, you'd, you'd like it. So um, that's kind of uh, the player you want to be too, right? That's yeah. exactly right. Staying in New York, you played in the Winter Classic there, that HBO 24-7. I was re-watching it. As soon as you said you'd come on the podcast, I was just re-watching it and just looking for your parts on the HBO 24-7 just to try to get a better feel for the personality. And anyways, it looked insane. Like uh, the, the first Winter Classic, not the first, but it was probably top five. Early five. Early, yeah. early five Winter Classic. What was your experience like that uh, playing against Philly in the Winter Classic? Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, that was a pretty... Uh pretty good year for us uh, we had a big the rivalry that was was really alive and well um, that year and <clears throat> you know that show was kind of the first experience I had with the uh, little bit of reality but um, yeah. it was it was a lot of fun uh, it, the cameras caught a lot of good stuff and the show was a hit and um, you know obviously the winter classic was uh, a great game we, we won in a shootout and you had two assists and I had two assists yeah, yeah. <laughs> There you go. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and uh, I was able. A bunch of my friends came down, and family came down. So yeah, it was a it was a cool experience. Unreal. So to wrap it up, um, for the last question about Montreal um, and the the heavily media scrutiny there in Montreal, and now you know you're a reality star with, on the on the TV show that you're in. Do you think that was an easy transition? Because essentially every team in the NHL right now is a reality show. If, yeah. if you think of all the cameras in the room, on the road, on the plane, or wherever you guys are going, it's essentially a, a reality show. So do you think that was an easy transition for you to like post the career to have the cameras in your face all the time? Uh, well, it definitely, uh, definitely helped for sure. I mean, uh, the the twenty days HBO twenty four seven was. Uh, you know, very, you know, it was kind of something that made me used to it. And then when I went to New Montreal, we did the 24CH. Yeah. And um, so I definitely have a lot, had a lot of experience. Montreal's obviously, obviously huge um, um, with the fans and uh, being in the public eye. Uh, I mean, you, they know what you had for dinner the night before. Um, <laughs> everybody knows, everybody knows what you're eating for breakfast or when you go to the bathroom. Uh, it's pretty Man, players uh, must get sick of that. What's that? Players must get sick of that. That must be the, like the most annoying thing. Well, I mean, it, it's it's good, and it's uh, you know, fans are really appreciative of the, yeah. of the fans. And um, but for sure, guys like to you also like to have your privacy. And some guys, uh, some guys enjoy it more, and some guys don't like it. You know, they're like, well. You know, I didn't sign up to be a, you know, yeah. a celebrity. I signed up to be a hockey player. But uh, yeah, I mean, welcome to the world. I, 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 I love playing in, in big markets. I love uh, you know going to a, a sold out barn and, and playing in front of big crowds of big games. Uh, I mean, for me, that was uh, I loved playing in hockey markets. So, um, but definitely, some guys definitely would rather. <laughs> You know, play in yeah. maybe Phoenix, Phoenix or Florida, and yeah. nobody really knows who they are, and just go about their business. So, yeah, um, there's definitely, definitely different types of uh, players. Yeah, well, well said.
Yeah, there's two different types of players. Players that want to play in a market, some yeah. that don't. At the end of Good. the day, though, it's yeah. a business and stuff like that. So that's what people want to see, and that's what they're going to get. So yeah, that's all right, man. Reality yeah. of it. Well, unreal, man. We appreciate your time uh, for coming here on the high button, man. It's uh, it's very very much appreciated. So thank you very much, man. We're big fans. Yeah, no problem, boys. Thanks for having me, and uh, maybe we'll do it again next summer. Hey, sounds good. All the best. All right. All right. Have a good one. Talk soon. Bye. All right. Well, that was unreal. Now we got both sides of the story anyways. What? Oh, from Liam's thing? Yeah. Fight, yeah. That's, it is crazy to think about it because, like, Liam had his first game in the NHL, but so did Prust. Because, like, when Liam fought Prust, Prust was a vet. Yeah, exactly. But so, there was a time and place where Prust was a rookie. And that's what I mean. And I obviously we didn't have that much time to touch on things. But for me, it's just like that respect thing. Like I know when you're coming up and you're trying to come through the ranks, the older guys know who the younger guys are, and they're most of the time they'll give you the respect. You know what I mean? Like so it's just well, like they know they're up and coming. So you know what I mean? All right, let's do this. Like, I was you at one point. So yeah. I thought it was really cool how he said, "Okay, I did my research on this guy." Mm-hmm, for sure. I wouldn't have thought that because Liam wasn't really known in the league at the time. No, but he Prost, being a professional that he is, said, "Okay, who is their tough guy on their team right now?" And he researched Liam O'Brien. That's a crazy thing. You have to do that. And I, yeah, especially in in Prost's position, being a fighter, you gotta study. That's you remember Warren used to say that too, and anybody else who we've had on that was any type of enforcer, yeah, was would say the same thing. And we said it to him: you can't go in blindfold. And he agreed. Yeah, like if a guy's a lefty and you're not used to fighting lefties, you want to know that that guy's a lefty. Yeah. I mean, some guys might not, but for the majority, I would say there's a good chance you're doing your research. Do you think that's the difference, though, between that jump to the NHL and not the NHL? The research phase? The research? I wouldn't say necessarily. Because, man, there's tough guys, but you have to have a little bit of element that you can play the game, too. Well, research only does so much. It's one thing to hide behind a computer and watch a video and another thing to show up against a guy. You know, he's a little bigger in person. I think it's just putting the, it's putting the work in. Yeah. You got to put the work in. And it, and he would have said the same thing, I would imagine. Definitely. That's insane. Yep. I liked what he said about uh, New York was his favorite place to play. Some players, they don't like just say that. They'll say like, oh, no, we, I, everywhere was a favorite place to play. You know, I loved all the fans, everything. But he's like, no, I love New York. New yeah, York's the best. For sure, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was no a question. 100% answer right away. Yeah. But he's, I just feel like he was one of those players that doesn't really get affected by the distractions. You know what I mean? He knows what he's on the ice for. Uh, like it's like going to your job, you know what I mean? Like obviously you're walking to work and you see the liquor store and you're thinking, nah, you know. Yeah. But you're like, no, I have to work. It's the yeah. same thing for him. He has to go there and do that. But some guys just can't handle it as well, you know. Well, can't handle the limelight. Well, yeah, but he like remember what he said. He was just like, yeah, some players like it, some players yeah. don't. And he was just he didn't even back away from. It. He's like, yeah, I live for the limelight. I love the big games. I love being out there. I love big the crowds. media. He just, I love big crowds, big games. Yeah. He just owned it. And he does. He, I don't think he's afraid of controversy either. He speaks his mind. Throughout his career, he was never shy from the media. Well, I hate to break it to you. The role that he plays in is filled with controversy. So, yeah, I mean, you don't think he hasn't been trained with that all his life kind of thing. True. And then he said he was, you know, still talks to Sean Avery and stuff like that. He was another controversy player, right? I mean, we talk about Marshawn all the time. He's a controversy player. I mean, we could go down the list. It's just the way it is. That's part of the game. And you know what I mean? Like he said, those are the guys you want on your team. So, yeah. Well, he's I think he's the definition of that. Absolutely. He's the guy who you absolutely hate to play against, but you absolutely want on your team. Everybody, even our like fans of our Instagram page, respect that. I, I feel like it's 
a really East Coast thing is to respect that type of player for some reason. You know what yeah. I mean? As much as we like the skill, you know, uh, goal scores, it's the guys that, you know, like the, the Sills and the O'Donnells and, and the Pruss and, you know, the Warners. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. Yeah. It's just for some reason I find on the East Coast it's, you know, more liked like that. Yeah, it's respected. It's a and gritty it's, mindset around here. And it's and I think it's an East Coast thing too rather than West Coast. Actually, that's, that's not true actually. We wouldn't know enough to, to really comment on that. I guess you lived out West. Well, no, I'm talking about the game, like the style of game compared yeah. to the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Yeah, yeah the Western Conference is pretty. Yeah, I, uh, there's no comparable. It's I different think. now though because they're kind. Of, the, the conferences in the NHL are similar. We, back in the day, the Western Conference was rough, yeah. rough, big, and and rugged. Whereas the East was filled with like all stars and goal scores and and uh, and like puck skill. And then the two clash in the playoffs, and and the best one would win. Whereas now. It's kind of spread out evenly. If you look, that's the whole point yeah. of the salary cap and yeah. things like that to stop the powerhouse, right? It's not like the MLB. Yeah. <laughs> the Yankees just buy whoever the fuck they want. <laughs> yeah, true. come on over. It would be. Imagine if the NHL was like that at one point. Toronto would be the Yankees, I think. But it was Detroit. Think of that the era of oh, like yeah. the, the late, I guess, mid '90s to the early 2000s. Man, there was like two or three teams, and it was Detroit. Yeah, they were the powerhouse, man, and that's they were the Yankees of the NHL at that point. If you go back and look, I'm pretty sure there's things that even quote that. Do you think that could happen again? I don't think. Honestly, God, as much as people shit on Batman, as mu- how can you argue with what he's doing? Like, yeah, I know there's like that concussion controversy and all that stuff, but as a whole, the business side of it is is blooming, man. That's it's everywhere. They're starting to do hockey in China. They're starting to do, you know, what I mean, just places you would never imagine. Yeah. So, and it's all teams. Yeah. So, it's true. But it all, you know what a big part of that, too, is people celebrating the players that move on from their areas. So small towns, even like the Kraft Hockeyville, they have their NHL stars come. Mm-hmm. Places like, I mm-hmm. mean, even us, mm-hmm. celebrating their talent and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, and it's a media world. People see that shit. And I think if you adapt to the media world, I think you're a better, your career will be better because the media is broadcasting to the world. If you're comfortable with the media, comfortable dealing with the media, just like he said, it can do well for your brand. Look at him. He dealt with the media his whole NHL career. And now look what his career is involved in. Not necessarily media, but putting his face out there on a daily basis. The guy doesn't even have to work anymore. He just lives his life. Cameras follow him and he's making a shitload of money, I'm sure. If you're able to adapt to that lifestyle and you're comfortable with it, you can make money. And he's done that after his NHL career. And at the, he's also helped, too, like with the Prusty for the kids, things like that. Yeah, he said they raised $250,000 this year, Insane. which is like, that's a, a large chunk of change, man. That's just like the 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 Jordan Boyd tournament. I think, I think it was, was the same number. something here. Man, that mic is pissing me off. Yeah, just leave it like that. That's that's fucking. That's the high. That's the high button for you. Just right there. Just in a nutshell. Anyways, I was reading something earlier. They were saying like uh, all the things that you know, because they have like all these partners that make a wish foundation and all that stuff, and just basically getting kids. They said they got 122 or 122 thousand kids out of their hospital beds and out to some sort of activity or something like that. Where's like, this, so sir? That's the Prusty for kids. Oh yeah, so what you're reading, yeah. Yeah. Until the microphone kind of fisted us there, but do you want me to fix it? No, no, it's all good. No, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's good. I find there's a lot, of, a lot of players like that that do foundations too, right? And a lot of people probably wouldn't know that he does that. Yeah, for underprivileged kids. Yeah, right. So. He's all. 
There was a, when I announced yesterday on the Instagram page saying that he was coming on, a guy messaged me saying that he used to live in uh, London when he played for the Knights. Yeah. And he was just talking about how great of a person he was after the games. He used to sign autographs, talk to fans. He'd be the last person in the rink making sure that he talked to everyone before he left. Mm -hmm. Just like a real, like, down to earth, salt to the earth guy. And I think that's carried over to his professional career, too. Because look at that. The interview that he just did with us, he did not have to do that. No, absolutely. He did not have to do that. But he just out of his, he just did it. And here's the thing. Here's the best part about it. He told us what time he was going to be home. Yeah. And within nine minutes. He called. He called. To the yeah. point where we were almost not prepared. Man of his word. Man of his word. Yeah. I bet that's a rare thing in today's world, I think. Well, he. Well, especially, yeah, it is. He didn't have to do that. That's no, a huge, that's, that's a huge thing for us. And like I said, we got a lot of fans of his around here just because of the, the style of play for sure montreal fans there's tons of them around yes then he went to that leafs on the the leafs camp on professional tryout or pto for you yeah. intellects he went to the kings too, los angeles kings he had a tryout there camp last there, year yeah i was really pushing for the leafs thing i know warnsy and i were well i mean well obviously warns would like him but yeah. just a guy like that on the leash because right? like, he can play too it's not just he's out there like a kyle mclaren or whatever he's just out there and he <laughs> hope i run into somebody like Prussy mm. could you know he put the puck in the back of the net every now and then and yeah Secondary scoring, which is why he's state, which is why you become a professional player. Yeah. You can play both ends. Just, I was so amazed when he said about the. I did my research on Liam. I just didn't think that. Like the first thing he said, it just shocked me. So imagine all the other games he's played. Not even like the fighting aspect, about yeah. how much research he's done. Of okay, I got to put my ass in front of the net in order to get this goal on this shift. The it's just, thing it's just not even. Game. It's not even fighting. It's it's other things too. Mm-hmm. Research video. I wonder how pumped the players were at the point when they realized, okay, now I can literally look and see everything that I need to see before and after games. Yeah. Well, everything's given to you in the NHL, especially at that level. It's so easy. I love that he said he got right in the Dominator's face. Oh, yeah. I can just picture him flopping, like I said, man. Like, uh, just freaking out or something. Blocker flying up in the air or something. Pushing the net off or some shit. It's sick. It was sick that it was in Detroit, too. His family got to come see him. That must have been wicked. Because Detroit and Windsor, right? It's just right across, so it wouldn't yeah. be that far. I mean, sure, it's a hike, but not London. nothing's ever far enough or too far for you to watch your kid play in his first NHL game. I don't no, care. No, absolutely you know, not. It's one of those things. Try and going to a, a Canadian city, too. Calgary, first time. First team. You get drafted there in the third round, I think it was. <sighs> Unreal. It's pretty good. Very good. Well, being drafted at all to the NHL is pretty good. Pretty good? Not bad at all. My dad used to say something. The worst player on the worst team in the NHL is a damn good hockey player. Yeah. And it's a good point because a guy like Ty Domi, I remember when he played junior, he would lead the league in scoring, lead his team in scoring, then he gets to the NHL and he's yeah. a fighter. Matt, That was Max Talbot, too. He played for Gatton. He was leading scorer in the CHL. Goes yeah. to, I don't know where he went to first. I think it was Pittsburgh, actually. And he was just like a fourth-line, third-line guy. Just mocking it out. What was I going to say? Fuck, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah, whenever I hear mic'd up uh, things like guys in the NHL, it's like, you suck, and they tell each other, I go, fuck yourself. And it's like, well, Jesus, boys, like, you're in the NHL. No one really sucks out there. It's <laughs> yeah, like, how are you going to say that? Yeah, though? how are you going to say? It's like, you're in the NHL. If Sid says it to, like, I don't even, I can't even name a, sh- a sh- I don't, I don't want to name anybody because they're shitty. I don't know who's somebody I don't like. Pacioretty, he's a bum. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but he's good. Yeah, I don't know. Sid says it to anybody, I guess. You can say you suck, but other than that. Yeah, if, someone, like, if, I was, if I was in the NHL and someone came up to me and said, you suck, I'd be like, I'm in the NHL. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> You'd say it just like that. Dude. I would. I'm in the NHL. Hey, man. 
the biggest the biggest thing the, well, my best chirp my be, my best comeback i sound like a two-year-old here but my <laughs> best comeback whenever someone said hey belly you suck i just go hey you know my name i don't know yours even though sometimes I didn't <laughs> know their name good. You say I don't know your name You know me only, The only problem I would say to you Would be like Then obviously you can't read Because it's not my <laughs> fucking name by you idiot Well that's why you're you And not me that's You're true. too quick That's true Yeah I don't yeah. know you You know me I don't know you I always if I, I always just get chirped by fans I found I just say you pay to get in bud Yeah that if was If I suck and you paid to watch me play What does that say about you yeah, someone on our team used to say that. He's like, hey, I'm 16 years old, and you're coming to watch me play, buddy. Relax. I feel like you're the guy that says, look at the scoreboard. I'm not, I don't say that. I never say look at the scoreboard. You know, the guy that says, we're, we're betting you two to three. I honestly didn't even – I don't even know what I said. I did, I did say that you know my name. I don't know yours. I say that a lot. What else What else would I have said? So Honestly, I was just like, all right, sure. Like whenever I chirp, I just don't have the energy to chirp back. Time and place for it. Too. Yeah, sure. Hey, nice Thank fucking you. shot. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not. Yeah. All right. I don't have time for that. I gotta go. I gotta go to the bench. Nah, I got time for it at all times. <laughs> I know you have time for it. That was beauty. I'm excited. That was a great podcast. It was. Oh, big news! High button. East Hans Junior Gens Hockey League team now in effect. Oh, you just went out with the announcement, eh? Fuck. I thought we were saving that for something. Like a picture until the jerseys were ready, like a video or something. Well, we can just edit it out. No, nah, we'll keep it in. We don't edit out shit out here. It's raw, right. uncut, high button. Boys wanted it to get out there. All right, right, so it's out there. New team. There's also another extra team in the league, but we'll let them do their own thing. The high buttons. The high buttons. Carolina Hurricanes colors. Jerseys coming soon. Some new gitch. Maybe we'll have fan jerseys. People can buy jerseys if they're fans. Make a couple extra. Yeah, like the Trailer Park Boys jerseys. You yeah. know what I mean? You get whatever number you want, like 420 or whatever. Maybe we'll get some uh, fans coming up to the game. Yeah, let's not push it. Who knows? We could. We'll, we'll announce them before, after every podcast, and we'll get people out. Because the, ca- the cameras, it's basically, we're going to be a NHL 24-7, essentially is what the East Hands High Buttons are going to be. Yeah. It's going to be a reality show, just like Prusty. That's where we got the idea. He said it. He he gave us the idea. Yeah, he was just like, all right, well, I'm a reality star. I was like, well, I'm a reality star, too. If you're a reality <laughs> star, I can be a reality star, so... <laughs> Follow your dreams, kids. That's yeah. our message. All right. We got to go. We got to wrap this up. Uh, once again, thank you to Brandon Prust for coming on the podcast. Much appreciate it. Um, high button t-shirts are still for sale. They are running out. Uh, we're going to get our another order in probably in a month or so, but we got to clean up this last order. So make sure to message us on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever, Twitter, all that man. good stuff. You know how to get a hold of us. It's quite simple. Um, and that's pretty much it. Dudes, you got anything else to say to the to the listeners? I mean, I always got lots to say, but we'll wrap it up for tonight. All right. Sounds good. We are out. Love you guys. Peace.